0: Are you a solopreneur, like a freelancer, a tutor, maybe you know workout instructor, maybe, and perhaps you're struggling to grow your offline business. And yet it might feel really hard to try and offer your service online. And maybe you might feel like you're very outdated and you won't be able to make that kind of a change. Or perhaps you you feel like you're too old. Maybe this is not for you. It's for the younger generation to do all of mm-hmm. this online stuff. Well. Today we are chatting with Siti Nurmashia, who is an Indonesian language tutor with I think over maybe 20 years of teaching experience. And she saw her entire livelihood disappear when COVID struck. So we are going to chat about how she made the transition to online education. And she did struggle at first, but then she's been able to grow it to a point over the last two years where she's now struggling to keep up with demand. But before we begin, a couple of quick reminders. If you like this episode, please rate it five stars and please follow the show so you don't miss out on any of our great guests and we have many of them coming up. And if you need a recap after the episode, feel free to head over to crazytalk.online to read the full transcript. So Ibu Siti, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yes, thank you so much for giving me a chance to join your podcast it's really good your podcast i heard some your podcast like a shop talk and then crazy talk and joke talk
2: right. wow okay. <laughs> your
1: guests all is amazing guests and i don't know i just a teacher <laughs> i'm i'm just a normal a normal job number person but, yeah.
2: not
0: so normal ibu city <laughs> the reason why i wanted to have this conversation with you is because yes. you've done something quite impressive which is you have transitioned your business from offline to online and i know a lot of people struggle to do that in my earlier company i used to work with restaurants who were trying to do online delivery and it's actually quite difficult for people who follow a traditional path to make this change. So the fact that you made this change and you've done it so successfully makes you actually not that normal. And I think that's what people will learn from this conversation, that even if you're what you think you're a regular person, you can actually do a lot just by being proactive with your business
1: really? Okay, okay. Let me introduce (laughs) myself. (laughs) My name is Siti Nurmaisha, but mostly my students just call me Ibu Siti. And I'm Indonesian, of course, and I live in Jakarta, the capital of Indonesia. And actually, my dream was to become a reporter.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I couldn't. And now, eventually, became a teacher. But I'm very grateful for my destiny. (laughs) And talking about my business, I think I don't have any businesses. I just work as a private teacher. But almost every day I'm busy with my lessons. Sometimes I have another job like translating Japanese to Indonesian for some documents. And I think it's quite busy for me, but I enjoy it.
0: So Ibu Siti, tell me, you said that your dream earlier was to be a journalist, but then you somehow moved into teaching. So how did you get started as a language teacher?
1: Oh, it's a long, long story. (laughs) When I joined Japanese classes, my Teacher, after one year, yeah, I learned Japanese. My teacher asked me to help her to teach in small class. And then after some training, about three times training, and finally, I, I started to teach. And, and now, until now, I really enjoy teaching Indonesian to Japanese or another foreigners and teaching Japanese to Indonesian people.
0: Wow, that is a very niche expertise
1: in language, yeah. Oh, I remember, I had both Japanese in high school.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, high school in Jakarta, but not so long, just three months. (laughs) Because since then, I lost my voice and had taken arrest for one week, oh my god. (laughs) So I thought I couldn't teach in the class and many students because in a high school student in one class, it's about 40 students. We have a quite big room and I have to speak loudly. Oh, it's hard for me. And then finally, I decided to have a private lesson until now, private
0: lesson. So that's how you decided to go solo. Essentially, you didn't want to be a teacher in a classroom kind of setup. So when you first started by yourself, how did you get your first few students and how did you grow from there?
1: It's about 16 years ago, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I quit teaching at the school because I needed more time to raise my children by myself. And I decided to have my own student. When I say to my student, I want to quit from this school. And my student said to me, okay, I want to follow you, Ibu Siti. What do you mean? (laughs) Follow. Yeah, I want to have your lesson at your house, if you don't mind. Mm. They asked me to have a lesson at my household. Okay, I set my son's room, and then I set that class at that room as a class. And I still remember it, the student who had a lesson at my house, about eight students, <laughs> all Japanese. <laughs> And really enjoy. Your,
0: your neighbors must have been surprised. Yeah,
1: because many cars on my yard, in front of my
0: yard. Yeah. So your students from your school transferred over to you, and then that's how you started. But two and a half years back, COVID started, and then nobody anywhere could meet people. So how did you keep your lessons going, given that people weren't allowed to meet in person anymore?
1: Oh my God! Almost ninety percent. I lost my student. <laughs>
2: 90%. oh wow
1: okay yeah so sad and frustrating but, and <clears throat> almost two months i didn't have any students but wow. i still tried to contact contacted my previous students or earlier mm. students they didn't want to have the online and then suddenly one of my previous students sent me whatsapp She asked me Kabar, Ibu Siti? <laughs> oh, how are you how have you been how about your family and i said yeah i'm good thank you and how about you she told me why don't you try online lessons and she told me she introduced me about preply preply is one of online platform online lesson all over the world so everybody can join as a student or even a tutor in prep.ly right. mm-hmm.
0: for, for live lessons right
1: uh. yes two years ago it was a little hard to me for me to apply and do many things for applying as a tutor on prep.ly and of course all document in english mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i have to change my document in english i need to upload my degree certificate some training and workshops, certificates, and I need to make my introduction as a tutor mm. in English. Not not just in English, but in three languages: in Bahasa Indonesia, in Indonesian, in English, and Japanese. So
2: oh. It took time. Oh.
1: Actually, I submit or register to Preflit as a tutor, and then all document already uploaded. Just one thing: upload. Video.
2: <laughs>
1: it makes me oh, why video? Not just the writing or introduction, mm-hmm. but probably need some videos. And then, okay, I try to make videos with my daughter. Really helpful, and she helped me how to set the. I use handphone, my handphone. Mm-hmm. But the problem is when I was recording my video. Because of my house near big road, main road, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. many noise, yeah, and right. right. sometimes big bike, <laughs> ah, and that noise came to my feet, my record, mm-hmm. and I have to cut and re-record.
0: Oh, re-record, re- yeah, re-record
1: right. Re-record many times. <laughs> it's hard oh my god i almost quit oh give up give up okay give up and then i didn't finish my video about one month or almost two months
0: maybe wow okay yeah actually that's true right all these people on youtube etc they make it look so easy because the video looks natural all of that but they have a lot of practice and i'm sure the first time they tried to record something must have been difficult for them also. And like you're saying, there are so many issues that you don't realize, like background noise, the fact that it's hard to read out an entire script in one take, so things like that. I think those are challenges in doing all this. And it's interesting to hear from you the real-life experience of signing up for the platform, where funnily enough, the documents were not the difficult part. The introduction was harder. But one of my
1: motivations was Other people can do it. Why? I cannot. Mm. (laughs) This is maybe my character, but that's why I try to make a video again. And just one thing, I was reading the text. (laughs) And my daughter set the, the handphone to record my videos. Yes, finally, just for two or three minutes video. Oh
2: my God, it took
0: Month. Okay, so now you've got your documents uploaded, your video has been done and stuff, so you're ready to go. How do you get your first few students? So this is on Preply, right? How yeah. did that work?
1: After I submitted successfully, I had to wait for two months to get a new student for the first oh. time. Yeah. Wow. Because, you know, so many tutors, not in Indonesia, maybe outside Indonesia, who living abroad. And I still remember, I got a notification from Preply that a new student was interested to have a lesson from me. Mm. <laughs> and now, he was your friend. Patek. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Patek. <laughs> and thank you so much, Patek. I always remember you as a, my first student. <laughs> <laughs> play
0: of course. That's interesting, actually, that you sign up to these platforms with so much hope. And yeah. then for two months, if you don't get anything, I mean, you must have been quite depressed at that yeah. time. Yeah. No no sure. offline students, no online students. Yeah. So how did you feel like when you got that message saying that you got this student? Oh, First, I
1: got that message that I was really nervous. Oh my God,
0: what should I do? What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> how do I log in?
1: But I, before I had a class, the first class, uh, Preply suggested to new tutors to join their webinars for training. Oh, okay. And I joined more than 10 times. Yeah, I thought I had a good knowledge about how mm. to conduct the lesson on Preply. But of course, this is the first time I had an online lesson, so it was make me nervous. Bapak takes so nice. See, help me how to conduct the lesson on Fair (laughs) Play. I don't know who is the teacher,
0: who is the student. This is interesting. I mean, you had the interest to learn from the platform's resources. Mm -hmm. So they're telling you how you can teach best and you took advantage of those resources, which I think is a good learning. Fact is, you can't join a platform and just become immediately successful. And platforms do give you resources and it's good to use them if you can. So what are some of the other challenges that you faced with online learning versus your previous offline experience?
1: When I have an offline lesson face-to-face,
2: it's
1: a more benefit than Mm. online lesson because not just lesson fee I get, but I can sell my own textbook to them. But online lesson, I cannot sell the textbook because online lesson, I just give them as a service, my textbook. Online lesson be cheaper than offline
2: lesson. Sorry, I said it.
0: (laughs) No, that's true maybe. And also, I think it's again, for people who are trying to make this transition, it's good for them to know these things which is you're doing one-on-one lessons, they're probably going to be cheaper than trying to do mm-hmm. a small group lesson and yeah. also you can't sell and these other things that you yes. would have otherwise done. Yes. So do you have other of the issues that you face as well?
1: Sometimes I have problems managing my schedules because I have not just from Preply. I also join another platform and of course I have my own students as a mm. uh, privately. Sometimes it <laughs> makes me confusing about the schedule and i need to recheck and recheck recheck every day sometimes three times a day i have to check not double booking or but sometimes double booking oh oh. i need to contact my more friendly student my friendly (laughs) i mean more kind so they can understand my situation but i don't contact my new student it's Mm. It's a kind of like route to always chance of
0: schedule. What you're saying is you're trying to manage all of this on your own, like through your phone, maybe through diaries or something like that. <laughs> yes. So now you said early when you first started, you didn't get any students for two months because there are so many tutors on the platform. And at that yeah. time, you must have been bottom of the list at that point. Mm-hmm. But now you're pretty much near the top of the list. Over the last two years, I think you've done obviously a very good job and you're one of the top tutors on Preply. So how did you differentiate from the others and make this whole thing happen, that you went from the bottom to the top?
1: Wow, it's hard to explain, but okay, I think I have an advantage, which is that I can speak Japanese well and can speak little English. And usually Japanese people feel comfortable learning from a teacher who can speak their mother tongue. When mm. they, even though they can understand English, mm. but they're more comfortable to have a lesson in Japanese. In mm. the first time, especially for the beginners. So therefore, more than yeah, maybe seventy percent of my students are Japanese. And then based on preference rule. You can ask your student to leave review but tutors or even tutors speaking style so this review can make you be uh, number one or the top mm. because a good review is helping you as a tutor
0: yeah so, that's right reviews mm-hmm. definitely help and that's the case for all platforms food delivery reviews freelancer platform reviews preply and so on i'm sure you're getting new students frequently, maybe every month or every week or something like that. How do you handle your new students so that they stay with you and become long-time students?
1: Because I like teaching. When I am teaching, I get super, super energy from my students. So they feel I am a full energy to talk and they can enjoy their their lesson even Mm. in the first time. And they don't feel, this is not a lesson, but Mm. just like have a nice conversation Mm. and nice discussion.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like a conversation you're saying versus lesson. And that's actually interesting as well, because maybe that is one of the secrets to your success, which is that you're not saying, Okay, here is today's lesson like on a board and I'm going to now do one, two and three and then let's, let's just follow along and exercises and homework and all of that stuff. Instead, you're trying to make it more conversational so people feel like the, the time is passing having fun. I
1: need to tell you, I think not everybody feels same, but I think the people like quick response, right? So If new students come or contact me, I immediately respond on to them politely and usually people yeah we like a fast response and I also will treat or serve all my students well contact as soon as possible is my principle
0: and interestingly I'll actually I think that's a very good principle because I remember when I first started looking for tutors on Preply I think I wrote to maybe four people who all had maybe good ratings or rather maybe I think three had good ratings one was new something like that so I wrote to them and two of them responded after so many days that had already selected someone. And it is part of competition as well. If you take too long to respond, yeah. the person would have already made a decision. Yeah. And you might be a better teacher as well, but the student will never know because they never got a chance to talk to you. So I think the prompt response sounds very simple, but it is very important in a service business, I think. So now that you have a fair number of students, how do you handle all of them and are you planning to expand your business in some way
1: to me i have been thinking about this funding my business i have some plans on some projects maybe which are creating my own dictionary and last time you you suggest suggested me to why ibu city may don't make some your own dictionary and you can sell to online shop or something and I want my recording my voice to practice listening for my students and can I sell to my students my record? I
0: don't know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, actually I really overall I like the idea of selling supporting material because look as a tutor you have limited hours I mean only 24 hours in a day and you can only teach for maybe 8 hours or 10 hours so therefore Income potential is limited because only so many hours, so you can only earn so much. But if you make products, you can sell them to the whole world and you can earn a lot more, right? So I think that's a a really good idea. Yeah, it's good
1: motivation for
0: me. Yeah, Actually, speaking of motivation, what does keep you motivated? Because talking into Preply or Zoom all day long, I mean, I know I do meetings and I get tired Mm -hmm. after some time. So how do you keep your energy up and so on?
1: Yeah, as a human, you know, I'm not a robot. <laughs> yes, I feel tired. And sometimes you do uh, something all the time. I think you can get bored. But when I feel tired and get bored, I always think about my students. Yes, my students, my students and my student, they are my inspiration, <laughs> my motivation. Mm. <laughs> and when I'm so busy with my lessons, I think I need to manage again my schedule because my family sometimes warn me not too busy because (laughs) I like teaching when I'm teaching. I forget about my problems and my times. (laughs) Indeed, really, when I have a lesson and talk to my students, I forget all.
2: (laughs) After
1: after that, I get tired. (laughs) (laughs) But as long as my students enjoy their lesson, that's enough for me. And for Bonas, they can understand my lesson. So I'm
0: so grateful. Mm -hmm. So look, we've talked a lot about how you got started, all the stuff that you've been doing, and it's been two and a half years of online and 20 years before that of teaching. So what is some advice that you'd like to give to other people who might want to do online teaching? Either they want to convert from offline to online, or maybe they just want to start online. Any thoughts or tips for them?
1: Okay, first, you have to learn how to use a platform or how to use a um, laptop, of course, <laughs> 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 to conduct the lesson by Zoom or maybe Google Meet or maybe yeah, another platform. You have to learn first because if you don't learn and you don't research or just feel like reputation as a tutor, you look like yeah. not well, Prepare yes and of course as a tutor be well prepared for the lessons be smart it's not just like not smart but be smart is uh, different meaning right and it's of course you have be kind to all your students even some students <laughs> annoying you <laughs> but be patient and be kind keep smiling even you have a thousand problems in your head <laughs> in your life and teaching happily and enjoyable. That's it. And give your students good motivation, good spirit, good experience maybe. And don't forget, please answer and respond to your students as soon as possible. And then as an entrepreneur, give them good service, make them satisfied with your services. And don't forget, just do your best and do your duty by heart.
0: Yeah, I guess ultimately it boils down to that, right? I mean, just listening to you makes me feel like you really enjoy what you're doing. And that's the most important thing. If you don't enjoy it, then how would it actually work? So thank you so much, Gusiti. This was a fantastic conversation. I learned quite a lot about how to succeed as an online tutor. Uh And honestly, I actually think it applies to other solopreneurs as well. So if you're a fitness instructor trying to do online lessons, or you're a freelancer who's trying to set up on any of these freelance platforms, service businesses of all kinds. I think for everyone, there are lessons here that work, not just for online tutors. So let me just take a few minutes to summarize some of the lessons I was writing them down while you were speaking. So first thing is anyone can learn to do business online. So it's not about you being a youngster or tech savvy or something like that. Anyone can learn to do it. You just have to try and just get started. Start with the basics, like how to use a laptop, like you said, or maybe ask for help, like with your daughter, and you will find that it's possible and you can get started. The second thing is when you join a platform, make a good profile on that platform. So if the platform's asking you for a video, however long it takes, make a nice video, because that will help you stand out and help you also maybe bring forward your unique qualities. So therefore you can attract an audience because they like the uniqueness that you're bringing to that whole thing. Third one was, many of these platforms offer resources and training. So use it, don't just assume that you know how it's going to work. They're giving you all of this material for free, so learn how to do things the right way using the platform. The fourth one is, think of how you might be unique and target an audience that appreciates that uniqueness. So in your case, it was this Japanese Indonesian thing, which is obviously quite unique. But what it tells me is that everyone is probably running after the English to Indonesian market. So someone like me who speaks English wants to learn Bahasa Indonesia, and so everybody is trying to attract me. But nobody is trying to attract the Japanese person trying to learn or the Bengali person who doesn't speak English but wants to learn Bahasa or Malay because they they need it for work or something like that. And that uniqueness is going to make you stand out because you don't need 1 million people to be potentially your students. You can't handle them. You just need 20 or 30 students. So why not reach the a small market which appreciates your unique quality? The fifth point is offering good service. So be quick to respond, be friendly and be respectful. And your customers will therefore love you and they will leave you good ratings, which is obviously important for online platforms. And the added point to this is number six, which is don't be shy to ask for ratings. They do make a big difference to your ranking on every platform and to your profile. And other students want to see highly rated tutors. They don't really want to go to somebody with no ratings at all. I think the other one which I liked very much was once your business is stable, think about how you can sell subsidiary products and try to increase your income beyond the hours that you've put in. So I know you're not quite doing this yet, but the fact that you're thinking about it is really nice. And it means that it can expand much beyond the, your actual working hours. And the last one, always be thinking about your customers. <laughs> I think this applies to every business, mm-hmm. but you really take a lot of care and attention over individual students. And I think it's something that every solopreneur would do well to kind of appreciate and to adopt as well. So these are my takeaways from this conversation and thanks a lot. I think this was really good learning for me and I hope for all our listeners as well.
1: Thank you so much, Ahmed, for this amazing experience to have uh, talking to discuss about my experience as a tutor. <laughs> thank you so much.
0: So thanks a lot, Ibu. We really appreciate you being here with us. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. You'll find the show notes at crazytalk.online. So if you want to read the transcript of this whole conversation, you can do that. I'll also put a link to Ibu Siti's Preply profile. So in case you feel like learning Bahasa from a top-rated tutor, you could definitely get in touch with her. And do remember to follow or subscribe to the show. And if you liked this episode, this was definitely one of the more fun ones with a lot of laughter and enjoyment. So if you liked it, please show your appreciation with a five-star rating. Viva Siti and Amit with Shop Talk. See you next time.